The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. The first uh, 72 hours were just overwhelming. But at every juncture, there was some significant thing happened. Just when we thought we couldn't take another step, where God shouted, I'm here. I'm thinking of you. He is a God of infinite detail. On October 27, 2004, Rick and Tommy Scarborough experienced unimaginable pain when their 25-year-old daughter died. Next, hear how God is using her death to open the hearts of others. Today, I'm James Robinson. My wife, Betty, and I are thrilled to spend this time with you. I think this could prove to be one of the most important moments in your life because we're, we're actually going to deal with what many people say is the heaviest, most difficult experience for any human being to deal with, and that is for a parent to lose a child. And you have, on this program, you have two couples. Both couples happen to be ministry couples, and we lost incredible daughters. Yes. Now, now we're going to get to that, but now listen to me. You know someone with a broken heart. And the thing I feel while I'm talking to you is, you may have one. Betty and I could really hold on to each other. And a lot of people, some of you know, you held us up. And this other couple will say the same thing. There are a lot of people, some of you right now, you've got a broken heart. I mean, it's, Sometimes you think it's unbearable, and the sad thing is for you is you feel like you bear it alone because not many people, and not many people, call it. Uh, I think about a couple visiting a, a boy that had gone to prison, and been there for years, and this couple just felt they had to go see him. He looked at him through the, the glass with the, the wire in it, and he said, "I've been here, several years. You're the first person to, ever ever come, see me." Mm. And the boy they went to see was the boy in a drunken stupor had killed their teenage son on the highway. And that's the boy they went to see. And then they took that boy and ultimately took him home. They took him home with them. And he began to be a school speaker, speaking to teenagers about alcoholism. And he became a miracle. That's love. I think you're going to experience a miracle. Rick Scarborough, and I'm going to introduce you him and Tommy to in a minute, but I want to, I want to just say this to you. We're going, we're going to talk about this book, and at the end, at the last part of this program, I'm going to read what I consider to be, for me, the most inspired words I've ever read outside the Bible. I, I can't even fathom how, how they came to Rick mm. <clears throat> in the circumstances. The other thing I want to say is this. Rick was an evangelist. He actually told me he admired me patterned some of his evangelism after me. Then he was a pastor of a great church, uh, several churches. He pastored last in, in Pearland, First Baptist near Houston, where some things happened in the school that really shook him. And he started Vision America. And he has been used of God to awaken much of this nation. He has turned Vision America over. Rick Scarver's turned it over to John Graves, because his wife, Nicole, they're here in the, the audience. Boy, they got the glory of God all over. Amen. 
and he's just gifted. He happens to go to our church gateway, for which we're grateful. Would you welcome a wonderful couple? Would you welcome Rick Scarber and his wife, Tommy, to life today? Thank you, Rick. Glad to see you. Thank you. You know, Rick, I, I know your organization has had a tremendous effect. and A lot of people need to keep up with what you're doing. They need to support what you're doing. They're going to know their call to, and they need to be involved in it. And like, just say in an election, let's just say one that happened recently, what did your organization do to help swing various areas of the country back to a, a biblical worldview in, in their response? We like to say, James, that, that our ministry is of the pastor, by the pastor, for the pastor. As the church goes, so goes the nation. But in most churches, as a pastor goes, so goes the church. So we have targeted uh, evangelical pastors who have an open heart to see true revival in the country. We went into Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Virginia, and Florida primarily. We worked in about 10 states in all, but we targeted those five states. And then toward the latter part of the election, we moved up into Michigan and, and a couple of other places that were highly contested and, un, and most people thought unwinnable by the conservative in, in, the, in the race. Now, we never endorsed a candidate. We don't do that. Uh, we're all about, uh, about biblical principles. We, we, we gave voter guides by the millions uh, to evangelicals that, that were reproduced. We, we don't know how far they reached, but John, as a matter of fact, who's an attorney by, by, by education and training, has a great understanding of, of the political world, put together a 501c3 compliant voter guide in the latter, latter parts of the, of the race. We believe, and we think we have some empirical evidence to validate this, that it, it, we, we touched the right places at the right time. We used heat maps. We literally tried to take the limited resources we have and target the races where if Christians turned out, they could make the difference. Uh, God called us to be salt and light. That's what we try to be. We try to, to, to bring the light to these issues and call the church to be what she was called to be, salt. Well, you know, I think you've done it tremendously and, and you've, you've really organized. And the thing that we know that there are decisions being made. We know the Supreme Court justice, for those of us who understand the preciousness of life, the beauty of marriage, the beauty of the way God made things and how we can pour love out on everybody even if we walk in a different way or we don't agree, we can still be loving, Man. but we still hold up a reliable standard. You've done that. You've done it in love. Now, we're, we're going to journey somewhere that none of us, this is the first time, Betty, you just said a moment ago, first time we sit together to talk about together losing our, our daughters. And I really, I really need you to stay with us here because we're talking about a miracle God. And uh, obviously we prayed for a miracle. <clears throat> now you, you read me words today that you were writing about the miracle our daughter was praying for and would experience. And then she tearfully read me the last paragraph that was after our daughter experienced the miracle the way she didn't look for it. Yeah, I am. Uh... I started journaling when we went on this journey mm -hmm. that we didn't ask for, but we were on it. And I journaled pretty, about, just about every day. And this was shortly before our daughter went to be with Jesus. And I didn't know at the time it was going to be that, this, this particular journaling was going to be that close to her leaving us. But I was journaling and it's just amazing to me how I, in the middle of that journey, I'm, we're still fighting the battle and I'm writing and I'm saying, God, this beautiful girl you've given us that we've enjoyed, we are enjoying, God, please touch her and heal her. 
And then the next paragraph, it was, God, I wasn't expecting this mm -hmm. so quick. Mm -hmm. And I, I have to tell you that I'm sorry that we're gonna, we don't have our daughter here with us anymore, but God, I know you didn't, you didn't do this to hurt us. You didn't do this to make our lives miserable or to hurt her family. But God, she's with you now and she's well. Amen. And we don't always know what's in the future for us, but we do know that if we hang on to God, it's gonna be okay. And it is getting better each day. It's not always easy. There are those days when you just think, God, why? But you can't stay there. And uh, God has been so close to me personally. And not to take away from the father, the dad that loved her so much, but I think we deal with things in a different way, certain aspects. And for me, it is an awareness of God's presence in my life and now the tears that I've shed so many of, God has turned those tears into tears for those others out there like us that are hurting so badly that the pain paralyzes you if you don't have God. Yeah. And that's where I want my tears to be focused now is on those that are hurting. And I know how they feel now because I've been there. And I, I want to say to those of you who are watching, that you're going to experience a miracle. I, I promise you. If I could hold you, then put your head on my shoulder. Weep with you. There would not be a moment wasted. But we're going to try to lift you to a place higher than you've ever understood. Uh, Rick and, and, and Tommy, we lost our daughter Robin quite a few years after you lost yours. We lost our daughter Robin at age 40. And we can say with great joy, she had 40 years of sowing seeds of life every yeah. moment she was breathing. Uh, she was a miracle baby and she lived a miracle life. You lost your beautiful daughter at 25. Correct. She had a challenge. She was a tremendous athlete. She was a distance runner. She was a gold medalist. She was a inspiration, but she fought some some situations. And I'm, I'm gonna because I want I'm gonna go to Rick, Tommy, but to the parents and to the brokenhearted, or just to the people that broken heart. And having been there, still we still live with this. What what would you say? You you heard Betty's heart. What would you say to our viewers that have a broken heart? I know a lot of you do have broken hearts, and it's it's uh, unbelievable to lose a child. It really is, and it's, it's like a, a part of you is taken away. But I know through experience that Jesus held my hand all the way through it. And there was one verse that God just gave to me. It's in Isaiah 42, 3, said, when you walk through those waters, I will be with you. He didn't say I might be with you. Yeah. He That's said, right. I will be with you. And there were days that Jesus had just to take me by my hand and hold me up Amen. because I didn't think I could make it. But then I, I, I leaned on that verse and I, I made it through that day. Do you understand what I shared with our viewers, uh, you know, not long after the loss? And that is that if I didn't know God so well, I wouldn't like him. That's how painful it was. Because painful. you're thinking 
you can do this. And our daughter asked you to do this, and our daughter believed in miracles. And don't don't even begin to tell me our baby girl had no faith or not enough faith. Don't go there. Please don't go there. Her faith didn't fail. God didn't fail. We don't understand. We don't. But we know, and boy, are you going to see it as we move through this program, just how well it is. Rick, you uh, just come in here and tell us a little bit about that journey. Well, Catherine, all of her life, wanted to go to Texas A&M. Well, her, her grades were plenty well enough, but her test scores weren't. So she had to go with a side door through Blinn Junior College. So we loaded her up, took her, set her up in an apartment with three roommates, came back home and and, and just, and, you know, we were grieving over the loss of the child physically, but we, well, this going to be the greatest time in her life. Six days she was there, we got a phone call. One of her roommates, and it was, on, it was on a Saturday night. Everything ever happened to me bad as a pastor was on Saturday night. <laughs> That's true. And uh, I got a call. They said, we think somebody's put a drug in a drink. She's out of her mind. And so I, I called a pastor. I'd held a revival for in College Station. He got there within 15 minutes. When I drove up, he was holding her at the top of a staircase, and she was out, she was literally out of her mind. I put her in the car. I called our mutual friend, Dr. Benny Cleveland, on his cell phone. I'm driving back to Houston. I physically had to hold her to keep her from jumping out of the car. She wanted to get out. She wanted to jump out the door. They put her through a battery of tests at a hospital. No evidence of drugs at all. And then he gave us this report. We think she's in a psychotic episode. And that started us down a journey of four years of repeated suicide attempts. Now, the reason, she was an athlete. All the medications, sodium-based, caused her to retain fluids. As a young lady who always prided herself in being a great athlete, she was not going to take those drugs. And so at that time, Freddie Gaves was working for you. He reached out to us. He took us over to meet Paul Meyer, Meyer, Minneth Meyer Clinic. He began some experiments with Catherine to control her huge mood swings. That gave us the beginning of, of three great years with Catherine in which everything was on a straight upward spiral. And at the end of those three years, in a matter of days, she went straight down. She died in her sleep in our home because I knew she was in trouble. I checked her every hour on the hour and she was doing well. The doctor said, bring her in tomorrow. Seven o'clock, she was fine. 7.15, I heard Tommy scream. I ran into the room. She was already, beginning, the colors were changing. I did everything I knew to do to resuscitate her. She died in our bed at 7.15 in the morning. The most uh, incredible, it's something that no father, no, no, nobody would ever volunteer for. Uh, this was an assignment God gave to us. Um, I, I do want to say this quickly because time is compressed. I got several, we just said recently, we missed pastoring because we didn't have close friends. I was in itinerant ministry at that point. Turned out we had a lot of friends. They were all in the church. One of the most important calls that came was within hours when you, I got a phone call and said, James Robinson's on the line. And you weren't just on the line, James, you were weeping. It, it made an impression on me that, that, that was life changing because I was one of those Southern Baptists that thought you'd gone over the hill. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I apologize for anything I ever thought otherwise, <laughs> but I, I heard, so I heard a man weeping for me 
right. like, like few people wept. Another man that did that was, is in this room too, John. And it was, it was people like that, that that came in and just put their arms around us. And I mean, uh, the first uh, 72 hours were just overwhelming. But among other lessons, we've, we learned how to, we, we had to make choices. We chose to do what we had been preaching. We didn't feel like doing any of that. But at every juncture, there was some significant thing happened. Just when we thought we couldn't take another step, where God had shouted, I'm here. I'm thinking of you. He is a God of infinite detail. I want, I want to say to every viewer, and it, it, you, this, this is a story. Here, here's a great book. Mighty Men Stay on Track. General Boykin wrote forward. He's a great man, great general, great Christian. You can get the book online. You can go to Vision America and get it, can't you? Yes, sir. We're going to make it possible for you to, to have the words I'm about to read. Now, now listen to me. And, and I, I'm going to read it. From the time Catherine died until the funeral. You'd been going into the woods and praying. That's right. You went back in the woods and you sat down and you wrote between her death and the funeral, these words. Now I want you to listen. It's titled A Place of No Pain. On Wednesday morning, October 27, 2004, our Catherine went to heaven between 7 a.m. and 7.15. She left us for Jesus in places unseen, but she did not leave us without any hope. For everywhere we look, we discover more notes that she wrote down on paper while depression she fought. She leaned on her Savior in word and in thought. She learned how to worship while fighting to live. She learned how to love, how to pray, and to give. Each day was a labor with less sunshine than rain. But now she is with Jesus in the place of no pain. At 25, some say her life was cut short that her prayers went unanswered and even ignored. But to those who were privileged to know her up close, there is, a, there is evidence abundant that she was the choice of a God who responded to her greatest obsession to know him and love him with reckless abandon. Hundreds of pages of journals of prayer Assure us that Catherine is living up there, praising her Savior with thousands of saints, her victory secured in the place of no pain. The sorrow of loss crashes into our lives when we least expect it. We suddenly cry, but quickly our Lord gathers us unto himself and reminds us that Catherine at last has her health. She's running the race that she cannot lose. We move forward with life and despair. We refuse. We know where she is and we know how to find her. We live each day with this blessed reminder to live is Christ and to die is gain new life forever in a place of no pain. God, Amen. you don't even understand. Oh boy, what that means to somebody who carries that load. Now you listen to me. 
the love that I have for God and Betty does in this couple. It is it's amazing. And the love for you. God, I just can't tell you how much I want to see your heart healed. Amen. We're going to have this poem online so you can download it. But now I'm going to tell you something else. There's another one. The Eagle Flies. I'm not going to read much of it, but we're going to put it online. Now you listen to me. We just need to hear this. The Eagle Flies. 18 days after sweet Catherine died, the gentle Savior came alongside of Tommy and me as we traveled to cheer a friend who lost a loved one so dear. Struck down on a foreign field was he while serving his country to keep us free. Like Catherine, he died at 25, making the ultimate sacrifice. On the fields of Iraq, he committed all for a cause he believed in, this soldier stood tall. This oft-repeated that freedom's not free. Byron Trotter died for you and me. I want to say to every military family member, those who've gone on, those who are veterans, those who are serving, we love you beyond our ability to express our gratitude to God. We give thanks. But I want to pray for you right now that your heart be healed, God. Somehow, through the difficulty of even trying to explain it, would you brighten someone's day? Amen. Would you lighten someone's load, please? Amen. May they see that you said that you would take the load and make the burden light. God in heaven, please heal the brokenhearted today. Show this world how much you love them. Show them how much you want to pour out your blessings. Please let them see how much you love them, Jesus. Thank you, God. If you need someone to pray with you, somebody will love you, you call that number. It's prayed for by love, okay? And I'm going to ask you to change... Just, just, no, let me tell you what I want to do. I, I could show you Sheila on the mission fields, rescuing, trying to rescue people, little children, been sexually trafficked. Can I just ask you to do something? To just do it. <laughs> Let's set these people free. Would you, would you, we have rescue life. And we're trying to rescue these children. And we just take a short period of time to ask for your help. We need, it takes $128 to rescue a child. Uh, and we've got a matching gift to match $200,000. That means $128. 64 becomes 128. 128 doubles. 1,280 rescues 10. Now it'll be 20. Would you help us? We have some beautiful gifts to send you. We're going to post this entire poem I just started reading, and we're going to Post the first one online where you can download it. Share it with somebody. And may your heart be healed. And would you put arms of love around precious ones who are trafficked? Please do that. Innocent children and young people longing to be loved and cared for are being abducted and sold at the hands of violent predators. 
their spirit and bodies broken under horrific emotional and physical abuse. Through Mission Rescue Life, you can reach out to save children vulnerable to sex traffickers. You can help rescue those already enslaved. And you can help restore their lives and give them a future. And now a generous opportunity of a $200,000 matching gift means your gift of $128 to help rescue a child will be matched to help two children. Your $64 gift will be matched to help rescue one child from the horrors of human trafficking. And a $32 rescue gift will be doubled to $64. With your gift, we'll send you James Robison's new book, Living Amazed, How Divine Encounters Can Change Your Life. As you read these inspiring stories, you'll learn how to live amazed in the presence of God 24 hours a day. With your gift of $100 or more, you'll receive James' new book, along with the companion Amazed Journal, so you can record accounts in your own life where you are amazed at God's goodness. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280, which will now help rescue 20 children, and you may request our beautiful new Determined Eagle bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or make your secure gift online today. I don't know if you know this, but sex trafficking is a multi-billion dollar industry. That's what it is to these people. It's soon going to exceed drug trafficking. But what you cannot lose in the middle of that is one little girl that I met who said that for every night after she had been taken from her village and locked in a room, she said, I would get down on my knees and I would say, if there's a God, please send somebody to help me. It's not just a billion dollar industry. It's one little girl calling out for help. I know this is overwhelming. You probably don't even want to hear some of this stuff, but we can make a difference. Would you help us now? Would you go to your phone and just give the best gift possible? You can go online to lifetoday.org, but if each one of us does something, we can see the lives of these young girls transformed forever. Would you join with us? Would you do it now? Well, living amazed, you can live there. We're living amazed even in the journey that we've been talking about this book, you get online, and I just say, if you say, James, I think, you know, I, I, I bear witness something here about this title. Would, would you mind sending it to me? We're going we're gonna to help some folks. Uh, I want to thank you both. And you don't, you know, it's been now a few years for us. It's been quite a few years for you. No way to tell you what just reading that poem did for us and everybody I shared it with personally, and I know it's going to be that way here. Thank God for giving it here, and I love you. And Rick, thank you for the blessing you are, and Tommy, bless you. Would you join Betty and me and just say thanks to Rick. Thank you very much, Thank you. And thank all of you for helping us lighten someone's load. Oh, I pray we hear from you that your day has been brightened by the presence of our great God. Bless you.
Next week, Tony Evans explains the purpose of detours. Because God is always doing a kingdom work with your destiny routed through your detours. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.